I don't know if you have any reason uh, to scan the shelves of young adult literature today, uh, but I have a sister who's 13 years younger than I am, who has kept me somewhat on top of what's going on in that age range over the years. To sum up uh, basically every series for you, the world as we know it has come to an end, populations have been divided into strict caste-like systems, and insurgents rise up against some malevolent and omnipresent power. Sometimes the good guys win, and sometimes zombies eat everyone involved. There is room for both the tragic and comedic arcs in young adult literature. The post-apocalyptic genre, though, that this rep represents goes way beyond teen lit. From The Hunger Games, to The Handmaid's Tale, to The Walking Dead, you haven't been able to escape this on a cultural level, even when you're someone like me who escapes things on a cultural level fairly naturally. And of course, these imaginary scenarios all stem from the very real fears of what it is like to live in our world, especially as young adults. A report in 2020 estimated that we've lost two-thirds of the world's wildlife in the past 50 years. Human beings are as commodified as the things that we buy. Even war and our ideas about it are unrecognizable now. There are no air raid sirens, no trenches, just the swift and unexpected end. It's a world of tumult. And of course, art will want to explore every awful scenario that we pose and see if there is a way to retain our humanity. I think this might help us understand today's gospel, actually. Because our, our passage from Mark also falls into this line, the line of this genre, um, even if it isn't available in HD. It is called the Little Apocalypse of Mark. Uh, little, little Apocalypse, if anyone is out there looking for a hip-hop name, I highly recommend this to you. It's called the Little Apocalypse because it's one chapter, unlike the book of Revelation, which is an entire book dealing with apocalyptic scenario. Now, people, when they read this, try, make a mistake to try and pull it from the time of Jesus and apply it to today, as though he was predicting the end of the world. No. The Hunger Games is a response to real events of our time, but they are not in themselves a real event. No one actually thinks that undead humans will do anything to consume your brains. What these type of stories do is they give us insight into real events and fears of our times. And the language they used then, uh, as now, is earth-shattering, right? What did Jesus say? Earthquakes, famines, wars, and rumors of wars. Biblical apocalyptic literature, for some background, stems from this worldview that believes that everything that is happening on earth represents and correlates with a larger heavenly struggle between good and evil, Current events are given cosmic significance. Apocalyptic thinking 
anticipates future events on the earth in light of the coming battle between the forces of God and the forces of evil. It's trying to make sense of what's going on in the world at the time. In a way that may not be obvious to us, it is actually comforting to the people who are oppressed, saying, I know you're suffering, but it is a part of a larger story. It was always going to be like this, a world of tumults, but God is with you. And Mark's community was definitely suffering. Jesus is predicting the fall of the temple at Jerusalem, an apocalyptic event. When the disciples ask, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to happen, they are talking not about the end of the world, but the destruction of the Jerusalem temple. That occurred in 70 AD. Jesus doesn't say when this will happen, but he says, be ready for it. Hang on. Governments will crumble, and so will the earth that they stand on. But then he says something else, right? He says, don't be alarmed. Doomsday preachers have made careers on these passages, predicting with 100% unsuccess uh, the end of the world so far. But they tend to leave off that last part about not being alarmed. They really would like you, in fact, uh, to be alarmed about the state of the world and where it's going. Just remember that this isn't about the end of the world, but how to live in a shifting and unpredictable world that ends in so many ways all the time. But Jesus then says in all of these endings, Something new is being born from this ever-creative Spirit of God. Did you catch it? Jesus called these times birth pangs. This has a very different feel than the promise of nuclear annihilation in our apocalyptic literature and predictions. He says, the pain you feel is God's kingdom being born among you. These are the birth pangs. And as anyone who has ever born a child will tell you, the key is the breathing, in and out. When pain and death seem to be all you feel, you are to be there in that place with your breath and your attention. Bringing new life into the world takes patience, concentration on what is happening. Do not be surprised when it is painful. Do not be alarmed at the tumult. But most of all, do not be distracted. Do not miss it. 